0: Welcome to Voice of the Revolution. I'm Siete. And I'm Yana. And we're back. Yep. It's been a while. Definitely has. A little longer than a while. Um, So last time we talked, I think it was July. It was right at the end of July. That's (laughs) wild. The way that this whole time thing works is, it's really a trip, honestly, but uh, a lot has happened uh, in the time since our last episode. We went from supposed to be going to California... Uh, And that didn't happen to staying here and blowing up on TikTok, which is weird, but it's a thing now. So if you're here from TikTok, hi, TikTok. Hello. Hi, guys. And if you... uh, It's December 22nd at the time that we're recording this. Yesterday was December 21st, and we did a thing. We did a thing. We did a thing. A big thing. And it was really cool. We, uh, We did a broadcast, and... Almost 10,000 people watch the broadcast continuously, which, okay, it was 9,800. I'm going to round up to 10,000. I would.
1: That's how numbers
0: work. Yeah, because <laughs> it's close enough, right? Close but enough. We did this super awesome meditation uh, session yesterday on YouTube, and it was really awesome. But in this session, little Miss Thing over here exposed Hi. our podcast. I did, and I didn't <laughs> even
1: do it on purpose. But that's what happens when...
0: There's a bigger purpose than you even know about Exactly (laughs) So it obviously was meant to be So, welcome back to Voice of the Revolution Yeah, things have been kind of crazy um, But it's been a good kind of crazy Sort of I would say so For the most part I'd say the general trajectory has been in the positive But obviously, you know, with the current state of the world Coronavirus Trump's inability to accept his loss of the presidency It's been... It's been a roller coaster ride to yeah. say the least, but in our personal lives I feel like we're we're progressing, which is really cool and really exciting. You started therapy? I started therapy, which is the coolest thing ever cuz I still haven't done that. I needed
1: to start therapy though because I think while you were blowing up on TikTok, Mm-hmm. I've been having to do a lot of internal searching mm-hmm. to find out what I really want to happen. Because mm-hmm. I've went from having my dream job to losing it mm-hmm. to kind of for the first time in my life, having to rely on the people around me. Right. So I'm really learning a lot about myself. And I honestly think that's part of why.
0: Mm-hmm
1: my I'm just gonna say my spirit wanted me to kind of mention anything is because it's time for me to accept my calling instead Mm -hmm. of being scared and running away from it yeah because you know but anytime I get like I get so terrified about something that I do going viral that Mm -hmm. like I just won't post it even if it's something good yeah Yeah. So I've been like shying away from the idea of my voice being heard. Mm -hmm. In the spotlight. And in the spotlight. But I've come to the point where I'm like, I need to stop shying away from it. Mm -hmm. Like we've been told this is what we've been meant to do since we were kids. Our entire lives. It's time to accept
0: it. Yeah. And it's here.
1: And it's here. It's happening. And I think the meditation yesterday really helped me kind of break that self-destructive cycle that I've been stuck in for the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. So for you... You would say that the December 21st was a shift. It was a huge shift for me. It was a me. shift for you energetically into to being able to recognize your calling. Yeah. Which is something that is bigger than you. It's something that is it's kind of, all. it's like we've always known. We right? have. It's not, it's no surprise to either one of us. It's not. <laughs> and I've been running from it for so long. Yeah. Because yeah. it's
1: like, I'm one of those people that whenever I'm in, an area I shine. Mm-hmm.
0: But the second I start shining too bright, I get scared and run away. Right, right. But you know, what's really cool though, that I'm, I'm starting to realize is that it's almost as though us doing it is a way to inspire and like, sort of just show anyone else who comes across us that, hey, it's possible. See, this is where I was and this is where I am now. Or this is where I am now And this is where I'm heading. And that's freaking cool because honestly, I just feel like right now it's such a vital turning point for just not just us in our lives, but for the entire world itself, that there really is no going back to the way that things were. And also there's no going back to that comfort zone.
1: Yeah, because it's like we're heading into a time where it's like, what did the pain of 2020 bring for you? Right. I can consi- say I've been calling 2020 like growing pains. Oh my God. Yeah. Because there was so much growth. There was so mm-hmm. much change and there was so much movement in mm-hmm. this time. Like. Because some people, it's like their first stage of seeds that they planted growing, so it's a little hard. Or some people, they're just planting their seeds for the first time, and they're going to start seeing their harvest in the next couple years. Exactly. So it's just about what is 2021 going to bring you? Right. Are you going to harbor in the pain of 2020? Are you going to use that pain to make something better? You know?
0: Right. Exactly. But
1: either way it's open because it's all about what's best for you at the end of the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely growing pains is a beautiful way to put it because obviously even if it's not apparent or clear to us in the present moment or as we're living through it everything does happen for a reason and so when you look at the greater scope of this year 2020 and what it was and why like what the reason why 2020 happened there is there is a lesson in there somewhere it's not a lesson of hey humanity you did something bad so we gave you a virus and now a lot of hurt and a lot of loss happened this year it's more like hey, um, we're going to shake up your world and we're going to teach you about yourself and teach you how to adapt and how to survive. And this is going to force you to leave, to run away from your comfort zone and to instead go into the depths of your freaking soul and stare at all of the things that you don't want to look at. And from that point, make a choice on who you want to be so many
1: people i think found humanity during this time oh my god yeah i'm not gonna say everybody but a really a very huge chunk of people Mm -hmm. because there's some people who even as the course of the year has happened Mm -hmm. whether it be the virus or whether it be the racial issues or whether it just be there's just been so much stuff that's happened this year seriously like the environment Seriously. whatever it was there has been some form of humanity found within people mm-hmm. and slowly but surely we're starting to learn how to care for our neighbor like we used to right well i feel i feel
0: as though the influx of spirituality in our in our society and in our culture this year alone is a huge testament to that it's as though people are you know They're looking to find a greater purpose for everyone, for the collective, and a greater mission towards a world that everybody gets to live in. And I feel like what's happening is we are, as a species and as a culture and as, as a people, we're finding ourselves at this crossroads where spirituality is coming into the forefront, Yeah. And it's coming into the mainstream. And it's not just like a, oh, my belief system is right and your belief system is wrong. It's more like we all have our own individual lives, but our individual lives are connected in this very intricately woven way. And we're all waking up to that truth that we're all we're all connected. We're all one. We're all on this journey on this weird planet together. And it's kind of scary, but it's also kind of freaking cool, you know? And I think that that is the coolest thing ever. And what I believe, like, what I see, what I think we're heading towards is spirituality coming into the mainstream. Definitely. And being a part of the, like, bigger conversation of our society, of our culture, of our politics, religion, every, you know... System or facet in a way that heals us instead yeah. of harms us. Actually,
1: learning how to coexist with each other what a is concept. what I think we're like heading towards. And like, we're a baby country. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to things like this being established, mm-hmm. especially, it is a worldwide thing, but I feel like America has taken a special kind of grasp to it. Right. Because I feel like a lot of other countries do have some form of established. Co- like, cohesiveness to them. Right. I feel like America is one of the only countries that don't have a true cohesiveness right. yet. Well,
0: it's also that, you know, that melting pot concept, right? Yeah. So. America is sort of um, we're more of a salad, yeah. Right? We're, we've we're been a hub for everybody to just come and toss a little piece of themselves into, and rather than you know, if you were to be in, I don't know, freaking, I would say the UK, yeah, right, they're the UK, a Ireland, you know, they they're they're one, and they're also on a tiny little island. The UK is a tiny little. I would say even Canada is a melting pot of cultures. True, actually, I learned this. In, <laughs> I learned this in my. 10th grade um, civics class, Canada is a mosaic of cultures. So when people go to Canada, they actually, rather than, you know, completely integrate with the culture, they maintain their cultural identities. And that's like sort of how everyone in Canada, you know, rather than being encouraged to take on Canadian culture, they maintain their culture of where they come from. Whereas in America, it's like, no, you assimilate or you die. Become the salad. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) so um i like that metaphor of the salad that's that's actually i saw that i don't know what
1: i saw that on yeah i I wish
0: i could remember
1: but i saw it where we were painted as a melting pot when in reality we're a salad Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day everyone still has their individual identity Mm -hmm. and also some people are like you can't completely
0: integrate into it right exactly unless unless you're willing to basically give Change up a part substance. of yourself yeah and who who wants to do that well a lot of people want to do that actually. i mean
1: we both went through our phases but we that's really another did. story for another time it really is
0: <laughs> it really is and we will tell it someday you know um we have to get over it first i'm still healing we are still <laughs> in the process of healing and that's okay we all we all heal at our own time and at our own rate but i like i like how you said america is a baby country and i feel as though a lot of people forget How new the concept of America itself is, you know, in the grand scheme of England's been around forever, right? England's been around for a minute, (laughs) centuries, okay? And, oh my God, Eastern countries on the Eastern hemisphere of the world forever have been around and america is a little baby literally 400 years is nothing not even 400 years 400 years is when like
1: the slavery like slavery struggle started but america
0: wasn't formed until 1776 bro we are brand (laughs) new in the in the scheme of things and when you look at when you look at where we started and where we are and you know everything as far as the racial struggles of where America would like America's foundation, where it's, we are nowhere near removed from that That entire thing. We are, we are like one thousandth of a degree removed away from it. When you look at it in the grand scheme of all of human history and even just written human history, it's kind of, it's kind of a joke. I feel like we're cute. America is like being 20, (laughs) America's in her early 20s. She's, She's not even 21 early, yet. Because
1: it's like when you're try, when you realize like oh my gosh, I'm really an adult. I really have to figure this stuff out. Oh my god,
0: I actually have to get it together. Yeah.
1: Like I feel like that's the stage America's at right now Dude, in yes. retro
0: like in comparison to other countries, right? Honestly, I feel like saying America's in in her early 20s, Slavery. I feel like that's even I feel like that's even giving her a little bit of leeway because in my opinion America's still a freaking moody ass teenager. No, that
1: was during that was segregation yeah Jim Crow uh, that's when we were Jim still Crow. segregated yeah back when, when we black got people integrated. were getting barbecued in the streets integration was when they turned 16
0: true true <laughs> a turning point right I'm a big girl now you better look I have a job <laughs> we'll say 2020 is America's 20th birthday yeah that's how it feels though because turning point
1: yeah even though also 23 was a rough age yeah but i don't think america's there yet no not quite i think it's just turning 20 like it might still be 19 <sighs> me turning 23
0: in like three weeks
1: oh yeah it's gonna be rough buddy <laughs> oh jeez. well oh jeez, rick oh jeez, rick <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know about this it's a, it's not that bad though i'm doing okay now <laughs>
0: Rapidly heading towards 25. Like it's rough. <laughs> Pray for us. I'm not okay. <laughs> the elders of Gen Z are not doing well. <laughs> I'm barely Gen Z. You are a true
1: zillennial. I am you are a Zil- true. Because literally zillennial. it depends on the, it depends on what you watch. Right.
0: It depends on some of which, them, which source you're looking at, literally right? It
1: depends the source. I looked at like I me and Philip were talking about Philip's my boyfriend. Me and him were talking about um generations today and I literally saw five different ones and they all had different it all like three of them had night like had 96 and the other two had different dates and i was just like so kenyana is 24
0: she was born in 1996 i'm 22 i was born in 98 so we are we are the elders of gen z we are the senior citizens of generation z baby
1: of millennials
0: or the or the newborn babies of millennials (laughs) i saw a thing that was so funny to me (laughs) and it was like i would rather be the sluttiest youngest millennial than to be the oldest senior of Gen Z. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, yes." I was living in the living in the realm of both. <laughs> it's fun to stand on both sides of the street. <laughs> but you know what's so okay, what's weird about TikTok and that really kind of blows my mind is that it wasn't I didn't identify with Gen Z at all. I always felt alienated from Gen Z I still until do. I know, I know, I know. Until TikTok um for some reason, I've noticed that the younger Gen Zs, maybe it's just because I'm wise and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sometimes they look up to me and they listen to me. That's the thing. I've noticed that they listen to me, but it's like, I, I do you know how to communicate with them though. Yeah. I know how to speak their language and it's almost as though TikTok gave me this validation because it wasn't until I made, I started posting TikToks that I felt that I was actually a part of the Gen Z culture because it's a very specific, there's a very, very specific Gen Z quoi to Gen Z's humor. It's kind of beautiful. It's, it, it truly is. It it's, scares me. It, it is terrifying. <laughs> horrifying, even. Disturbing, even. But I love it. But it's <laughs> delicious, right? It's so fun. It's Succulent, so good. Immaculate. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and I feel as though Gen Z's culture just doesn't get enough credit, you know? They, in my opinion- In my opinion, Gen Z is the funniest, like the funniest generation that has
1: ever ever
0: walked this planet. Oh my God. It's like the wonderfulness of millennial dark humor mixed with something even better. Even better because they were, I feel, okay, in my opinion, humorous people or people who are funny are only funny because they have use their humor to overcome some pretty fucked up shit they use humor as a coping mechanism and i feel that that also is the same for gen z that the reason why gen z is so fucking funny is because gen z is also all they had was memes to cope in the sense that they are (laughs) the funniest generation they are also the most traumatized generation they've they've dealt like they didn't even have a chance to have hope because, like,
1: I was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel at one point. It didn't last long, but it was there. <laughs> we're still working on it. We're still working on it. We're, we're getting there. We're building. We're manifesting. I have hope.
0: Like, I'm still hopeful. I'm, like... Yeah. I'm holding on. But, you know... But I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's It takes time. And seeing the evolution of Gen Z going from being the... The, the Tide Pod generation, you know, the kids that were eating Tide oh my Pods. Gosh. And that was cause sort of like the first time that Gen Z really came to the forefront. Now they talk about, oh, yeah, I'll body slam a cop and all that ACAB BLM. Ha-ha. But they're scared to ask for extra sauce. You know, that's beautiful to me. Gorgeous. But also, I do have my criticisms of Generation Z and my main... I think the main thing that really bothers me and gets to me about Gen Z is the way that Gen Z has found a way to um, turn the concept of revolution and the concept of radical change into an aesthetic. And rather than actually being about it in their actions and in um, their activism, their form of activism is changing their profile picture to BLM or putting ACAB in their bio which does nothing. A lot of them don't even know what ACAP stands for too. They don't. They don't. Or a lot of, you know, you see a lot of the top influencers who have BLM in their bio, but are silent, dead silent, will not make a video or speak out or do anything when black people are being harmed, actively harmed by the system. It was super hot and trendy in the summertime to be super radical and about revolution. But, you know, now that the trend has died down and that's the thing, is that they turned it into a trend. And that really, really gets to me. It just, it really gets to me because um, they pointed it out too in the most recent Euphoria episode that just dropped um, the like half season or whatever episode. He's sitting with Rue and he's talking about, he's calling out Gen Z about how your generation has a new revolution every week. And it that little moment where he talks about that is so powerful to me because, uh, you know, he calls out how, the corporations how nike is saying black lives matter and stuff too but it's like yo if they're only doing that because that gets shoes sold yeah they don't actually care about black lives Because the
1: second we start calling them out all of a sudden it's defense and they don't care anymore yeah oh i'm not gonna support anymore because Mm -hmm. i can't do whatever i want yeah or if someone that doesn't agree with them says something we can't just jump and start attacking someone just because you don't agree with them.
0: Right. Oh, my God. Well, it's like we haven't as a society progressed to the point where, you know, my blackness is validated and celebrated in the way that it should be right certain people want to denounce me or call me out just because i get political on my content sometimes because i will talk about issues that affect you that affect me as a black woman and share my perspective as a black woman and it's like i don't see color and it's like no you just the colorblind movement is the worst thing that ever happened it is awful whiteness is made up whiteness did not exist literally until like the 1900s until someone was... Until the mid-1800s. That's when that's when someone was like, Hey, Ooh, we can't be doing this. Right. Cause time back, to invent something. People talk about how, well, the Irish were slaves. They were indentured servants. And it's like, yeah, actually the Irish were treated as lower class citizens, second rate citizens. Until one day someone was like, yo, what if we took every person of European descent and we gave them a common identity. So that way, no matter how poor they are and how disenfranchised they are, hey, at least they're not black. Whiteness is sort of like a badge of honor. That's why it's fake. It, it, it's sort of like a thing that it's kind a of... participation trophy. Yeah, literally, actually, actually. Whereas the thing about blackness is that blackness is real because blackness is the only thing that we were allowed to keep when we were kidnapped from the shores of Africa and dragged over here to the United States. They stripped them of their identities. They stripped them of their names. They stripped them of their cultural backgrounds, their beliefs and everything. They gave them false names and everything. And since then, the black community has been tasked with the the very hefty job of rebuilding itself from nothing, from zero resources, zero anything. We've been given nothing. And white people love to say, oh, well, if whiteness is fake, then blackness is fake too. But it's like, no, you trying to erase my blackness is you erasing the only thing that your ancestors let my ancestors hold on to. I wish more people would realize that and would realize that that's why colorblindness is so harmful.
1: And it's so hard because it's like there's the colorblind white people Mm -hmm. and then the black people that want to be like, oh, but you're not black enough. Right. right. And that's also something that was made by white people yeah white people literally divisive created this divisiveness within the community centuries not centuries ago as long as poor white people think they're better than black people as long as every mm-hmm. as long as everyone thinks they're better than each other or someone is better than them they will never be we're gonna keep our power we will
0: never unite we will never progress forward it will never happen and that is just The more that this conversation happens, the more that we can begin to unearth and unpack that because that is just something that needs to be said more and needs to be examined more and talked about more. And it will be. I'm confident that the events of the summer of 2020 and onward just this year alone are the very beginning stages of us actually progressing towards that ideal world. agree where we can have this conversation and, and 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 everyone gets it right in
1: past tense right i think gen z is the end of this bigoted and corrupt system in the beginning mm-hmm. of i don't want to say utopia because nothing's perfect but right. at least the beginning
0: of where people are treated like people no matter totally. what totally totally well it's ironic too because c is the last letter of the alphabet you know i don't think that's a coincidence i don't don't. i'm i've been making
1: the joke that oh this is just they're uniting the human race because aliens are gonna start joining our forces (laughs) like we're they're finally they're gonna start
0: introducing us to aliens that's why they're they're united americans right like we're we're ready (laughs) right well with the galactic federation news and everything that just came forth oh my god didn't help i was literally like oh my gosh i'm right i knew it oh my god <laughs> literally they've been dude spiritualists have been channeling the galactic fed for like oh my god forever literally i remember watching videos about 2012 and and them talking about the galactic federation and the galactic federation's like yo yo yo, chill it's okay like no, nothing bad's gonna happen to you guys and not yet i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding if you hear the space daddies i don't mean it we love you we love you space daddies and we're waiting for you and we're ready for you <laughs> i mean i'm She's ready. (laughs) No, but you know what? What's so wild is that the day, the night that that disclosure news came forward about the man in Israel who um, worked and did all of that work for the defense ministry of Israel's space program. The night before that news broke, I had a dream that I was taken to an alien base on the moon. And I was shown around... And I met someone who claimed to be the president, but wasn't the president of the United States or anything. I guess he was the president of the moon base. I don't know. But also, while I was there, they told me code words that they said would come in handy later. Keep those to yourself because they will come in handy later. I know they (laughs) will. And I just don't think it's a coincidence because I woke up and the first thing I saw was Galactic Federation, news disclosure, there's a base on Mars, all this other stuff, and I was like, I was just on the moon. Whoa. <laughs> Billy. You, said you it best. would be the one. I know, right? Billy <laughs> Adish said it best, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? You know? I feel like there's a lot more to our dreams than people really like to talk about. Um, I don't wanna
1: think about it. It's spooky. I know. My
0: anxiety is saying, stop, please. <laughs> Oh, you better ASMR. (laughs) Nah, dreaming is cool, though. Dreaming is cool. It's just, you know... Dreaming is fun. What I think is hilarious is that a lot of people... A lot of people love to slap on mundane explanations to things that literally rigorous scientific research and study still has not been able to explain. But, like, you know, freaking Alex, who dropped out of first his freshman year of college is going to tell you that, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Astral dreaming is bull crap and all this other stuff. It's like, it's just that we as human beings are so primitive in our technology and in our understanding of our reality that we just haven't gotten to the point where we even know what the heck is really going on here. So it's just silly for us to act like this world that we're in is not complete and total bullshit, magic, whatever you want to call it. I mean... If we haven't proven already,
1: anything isn't possible. There was a point in time when no one thought, like, a black person would be president. Facts. There was a time when no one thought, a white, like, a woman would do
0: anything with themselves, frankly, <laughs> right? other than make babies. <laughs> right? Right? If you would have told me, if you would have told me a year ago that, hey, um, on December 21st, you and Kenyana are going to do a global meditation for the world... <laughs> These are exciting times. I know they're crazy times, but they're also pretty damn cool times. So yeah. just know that our future selves are out there vibing and remembering living their this best time. Life. Living their best lives. So look forward to that. You know, we're heading towards the future. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's there, it exists. Yeah. Like you live through history,
1: guys. We're doing it. It's crazy, but hey, like there's going to be a day you're telling a story to. Somebody. a bunch of kids whether it's your grandkids right. or just some random kids just I don't some know random what your kid on the is. street <laughs> i respect you and your choices you know because i know most of us
0: don't have kids yeah <laughs> well, you know and some 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 of you listening to this might already have kids and one day you'll Those be able to tell come... your children when they're big enough to understand that yep your mother or father lived through 2020 mm-hmm. that's gef- crazy like you made it. Like... Yeah. You you made it, You guys. did it. We are at the end of this year. We made it. We... You know? And 2021, 20, who knows? Right? Who knows <laughs> what it'll bring? I feel hopeful, but I always feel hopeful.
1: Same. I live in a weird, ignorant bliss when it comes to the future.
0: I... From a young age, I kind of developed a mantra of have zero expectations for anything. So that way, if things don't come through, you're not disappointed because you already expected nothing. But you if have. they do come through, hey, you're pleasantly surprised because you expected nothing. That has been what you've lived by. Yeah, I remember whole, when you started living by that. When I was young, very, very young, very, very young. And it honestly, it's worked out thus far. So... You know, you can take the you can take the blissful ignorance approach or you can take the expect absolutely nothing approach. Both work. Either way. Because each day is
1: a new adventure and it's just another day you get to survive. (laughs) It actually ain't that bad when you hit a certain
0: point. Yeah, just just the tap. Just don't hold on to anything too tightly. Hold hold life loosely and just go go with the flow go along with the ride. Next thing you know, you'll be a 20-something that 13-year-old you needed. Hey, you know, if you're listening to this, hug your 13-year-old self, even if it's inside of your brain. Do it. Yeah, They need to hear it. If you're 13 and you're listening to this, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll get there. (laughs) Know that your 20-year-old self
1: (laughs) is... Hugging you. I'm just letting you right know right now. They're hugging you and they're looking back and being like, you know what? I got through that. Yeah. I'm using thirteen because a lot of people thirteen was rough. Seventh
0: grade was the worst that year. That was of my such life. a hard year of my life. That was my first Easily. struggle in my entire life Se- with grade. Okay, seventh grade, thirteen and seventeen two just you had a whole different life going for you mammoths my (laughs) second one is about 19 oh really yeah nah for me 17 oh dark times but hey we're on the other side of it it gets better kids (laughs) so if you're still listening to this episode thus far i just want to thank you for sticking around and thank you Listening to us, vibing with us, hanging out with us. If you don't already, definitely do give us a follow on social media. We have an Instagram account specifically for the podcast at VoterPod. That's V O T R P O D. We have a website that we haven't touched in months, but if, you, if you're curious and you want to go take a peep at that, it's voiceoftherevolution.org. And also follow Yana on her socials, which are The Little Potato Did, at The Lil like, L-I-L, right? L-I-L. Spell it out. T H E I'm sorry. Wait, P-O-C-O. no, I can't. I can't. The panic. I the... <laughs> 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 can't spell. The genuine panic. <laughs> Wait. I literally was out the first round of every spelling bee I've been in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean to. I... I saw I saw like your 9-year-old self. Like shit her That's pants. Exactly the age I was when I had my first spelling bee. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, once again. I'm second. so sorry. I need sorry. a reference. So I, I think I can spell it. You want me to spell it live? I got it. You got it. Okay. We <laughs> should keep this part in. All right. So my social media
1: is the little potato did. T H E L I L P O T A T O D.
0: You do it. Oh my god. No fucking way. No fucking way. Oh my god. Okay. This is the best part. Okay. It's the little potato did.
1: I hope you can spell. It's L-I-L, not little.
0: <laughs> Most of those words are simple. There's a little teas T's in potatoes. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Back in like 2001 or something, George Bush got asked to spell potato <laughs> by us first graders and he spelled it wrong. I spelled,
1: when I first, when I first made my Instagram account, when it was still the little potato that could, I spelled potato wrong.
0: With an E at the end, right? Yeah. yeah like potato. It's been, it's been potato for like years.
1: I remember that. Oh my God. It's still potato. I just changed it. <laughs> so anyways... and my social medias are the little potato did and it's little like a little like little peep it's like a rapper name little potato (laughs) and i have a youtube channel but i don't really post on it um so i'm not gonna advertise it yet
0: okay if you don't already follow me on all of my socials which are siete says on literally everything s-i-e-t-e s-a-y-s Like says, like Simon says, you know, (laughs) Um, and check out my YouTube channel. I just made it and it's already doing pretty damn well. I'm really excited. We're going to be creating a ton of content on it. And this episode is brought to you by my Patreon account, which if you want more content like this and you want to support the creation of content like this, yeah, sign up for my patreon it's only seven dollars a month and in doing so it's sort of like a little tip jar you know if you like my content pay seven dollars for it seven dollars for you could make a big difference for me and could really help me to continue to create more podcast episodes more youtube videos more tiktoks all that fun content that you guys love to eat up from me and from yana like i also have a lot of really cool perks for you guys including monthly giveaways bonus content and other really cool audios and stuff too that no one else gets besides my patrons. So, that being said, that is our episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. You're a trooper if you are still listening to this. Yana, any final words? Thank you. We'll get better at this. We're reformatting. Yeah, we're in the process <laughs> of rebranding so uh, hang
1: tight. Thank you so much for listening to Voice of the Revolution. You could have been listening to so many things so I'm really happy you're able to join us here at Voter. Um, it's been a crazy year but we look forward to being with you in 2021 as we rebrand voter and we come into our true selves a little closer thank you for listening and we're looking forward to what 2021 has to bring and voter can do for you and this was voice Voice of of the Revolution. revolution